1: of the God Life Culture Podcast. This is Eddie.
0: What's up, everyone? This is Miguel, and we are so thankful and excited that you are listening to the God Life Culture Podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want you to hit that subscribe button so you can be notified every time we drop a new episode. If you are a returning listener, thank you so much for coming back week after week to listen to our podcast. Take this opportunity as well, if you have some time to look back at our previous episodes, um, you know, see which ones you've missed, catch up on those if you haven't you know listened to us and this is your first time go back we have a plethora of over 100 episodes that we um you know have for you to check out for you to listen to and let us know what you think but we are here today um it is officially summer like we said it is the fourth of july right (laughs) so a lot of people are off this week you'll probably be listening to this a day later because you're probably going to be busy barbecuing and Uh, you know doing all the things right swimming and all of that um so definitely hope that you enjoyed your 4th of July weekend and that you uh, did something exciting, fun outside. So some fireworks, went to the mm-hmm. beach, pool, barbecue, all those things. Yeah.
1: Or like when we said I it was last week or the week before that some people don't live by like the beaches and stuff. So when you go right. to a lake or your pond yeah. uh, that you're making the best of it. Some people go to like water reserves and they like put up floaty things and like start doing those obstacle course things. Yeah. Um. You know, so regardless at the end of the day, we're just hoping that you guys had a great weekend, um, had a great extended weekend. Hopefully you were off on the Monday and that you are starting your work week with us. And today we're going to be speaking about something um, that believe it or not, <coughs> everybody has. Yeah. Even the people that they, you know, think the most highly of themselves.
0: Yeah. They act like they don't
1: that act like they don't or act like they've mastered uh their humanness yes <laughs> in one way or another uh, but at the end of the day everybody including your grandmother has flaws Um, And these are things that just because of our humanness, our nature, our, you know, upbringing and culture and sometimes, you know, nature versus nurture type of situations. We find ourselves with uh, flaws that we are going to speak about today and whether or not you should allow those things to uh, define who you are and how do you, you know, when should it, when should it, when should it not define who you are um, and all that other stuff. So we want to take this moment and give you the opportunity uh, to list three of your flaws.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, You know, I think it's interesting because when we talk about the idea of flaws and even what you're saying, it's yeah. something that I think we find ourselves on, you know, different... We're on a spectrum, right? Different Mm -hmm. sides of that spectrum. There are individuals who are so open with their flaws. They're Mm -hmm. so um, you know, willing to share and be vulnerable like that. And then there are those individuals who, like we said earlier, present themselves or carry themselves in such a way where it seems like they have zero flaws. Mm -hmm. They make no mistakes, they make no errors, they are close to perfect, you know what I mean? And if something happens, it's not their fault, Mm -hmm. it's the other person's fault, or it's you know, um, the other person involved. And it seems like we have, you know, these different, uh, you know, types of people who are so open with their flaws, their mistakes and the wrong choices they make. And then we have the individuals who hide it so well and put their best foot forward at all times where it's almost like they lack that humanity. Mm. Right. Or that relatability to man. Like, do you ever mess up on something? Like, are you, are you perfect? You know, what is there something that you're not good at? You know?
1: Yeah. And then you have the people that are in complete denial. That they're always using their flaw as a pride flag and um, but swear it's not a bad thing. Yeah. And it's kinda of like you need to look in the mirror and really like reflect on, you know, that character trait you have or that habit you have, regardless right. of, you know, which one of the two things it is and really understand that It's not the best thing to be proud of. And I think that that's that's a weird um, balancing act that I feel like we especially people as Christians, especially as Latinos, sometimes, of you know, like people of color where we usually don't speak about like the negative stuff in our lives. But we really do have to try to find the balance of being open about certain things while also not using it as. A identification marker. So it's kind of like, you know, like understanding that, oh, yeah, you know, I have a low self esteem. But then it's also understanding don't walk around with a cloud over you every day and use your low self esteem as an excuse for things. So it's kind of like be open about it, but also. Don't make it your whole identity you don't have to be the Debbie Downer, you know, moving forward for the rest of your life.
0: And I think when we talk about something defining you, it Mm -hmm. really makes up who you are. Because I think, you know, when it comes to your flaws, you have to accept your flaws. You have Mm. to recognize your flaws, acknowledge them. You know, when you have low self-esteem, it's recognizing you may be put in situations where you're going to have to override that and you're going to have to really come come out and come through and you know push through those things um but there's also you know an element of recognizing your weakness your flaws understanding them and again knowing that they are a part Mm. of who you are but they are not everything they are not your complete person yeah so Just because you have, you know, low self-esteem doesn't mean you need to walk, you know, every day with your head down Mm -hmm. because you have that self, low self-esteem. You know what I mean? There will have to be conscious choices and decisions that you make to not allow your flaws Mm -hmm. to, you know, be everything of who you are and I think that is the hard part you know what I mean and especially as Christians I think you know immediately when we were talking about this I think of Paul when he writes um, you know my grace is sufficient for Mm -hmm. you for my power is made perfect in weakness and he says I will boast Mm -hmm. all the more gladly about my weakness so that Christ's power may rest on me right so it's the idea of Paul actually saying I'm bragging about my weaknesses Mm -hmm. and I'm gonna boast about it I'm gonna you know let people know but I'm doing this with the result that God's power, Christ's power, will rest on me, Mm -hmm. right? So when people see that this is my flaw or my weakness, they will also see, you know, God's power and God's might and God's mercy and grace over my life pulling me out of those moments Mm -hmm. or, you know, pulling me out of that flaw. Um, But then we have those individuals where, as believers, I think they, you know, nurture that flaw they take Mm -hmm. that flaw and they give it life Mm -hmm. and everything they do everything you know they do whether it's in ministry whether it's you know outside of the church in the church they do it through the lens of that weakness Mm -hmm. where you'll hear these individuals say oh well you know that I have that type of personality or you know that that is part of my character I'm working on and it seems like they always say these things right Um, or they'll even navigate towards having conversations about you know set flaw that that flaw you know and it's almost like yes it is healthy to recognize it yes it is healthy to talk about it it's great to you know you know have conversations and have dialogue on all of these things but now is it healthy to look at everything in your life through the lens of your flaws Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and i think that there's certain flaws that are also not really flaws but things that people make flaws because of maybe they haven't uh, they haven't achieved certain benchmarks in life. So you have people who maybe, you know, are of a certain age and really haven't solidified a career. So then they, they maybe, like, identify themselves as someone who is uh, a loser or someone who, you know, is uh, wasting their life away. You have people who reach a certain age and are not in a relationship. So all of a sudden, that becomes their identity. There's someone who is living single forever. And, you know, and then that becomes... So- Oh, other thing, we've spoken about this um, in Sunday school a couple of times ago, uh, already in the last couple of weeks. Where you know, like sometimes we allow certain things to become our identity because we are really trying to act like we're not ashamed of it. So it's kind of like you feel that you're supposed to be with someone, for example, uh, but you find that you're not with someone. So now all of a sudden, you're this strong, powerful man who doesn't need a woman. I could be 53 and single and it's not a bad thing, which for those 53-year-olds out there that are single, it's not. But when you make it your identity that now everything you do and everything you talk about and everything you see is through a lens of someone who's trying to not be bitter about that, about that quote unquote flaw that they have. That's when that becomes a problem.
0: Yeah. And I was listening to, um, you know, this individual speak on something very similar and, you know, she's um, in her 40s and Mm. she's single. Um, She's a podcaster. She does many. She teaches, does many different things. And she was saying that for a long time she made it. I guess clear to those around her mm-hmm. right that she did not want to be the face of the single women's ministry yes. right that she didn't want it to be when people thought of you know people who are single and that are women that she's the first person <laughs> that you think of because mm-hmm. she goes around parading her singleness she goes around talking about it all the time she goes around doing conferences to single women and how to you know live and be single and content right and she yeah. said that although this is a big part of her life it is not everything and she She doesn't want to be defined by this one area in her life. So she talks about it and she's open about it, but consciously she makes this effort to not for it to not be the forefront of every conversation of every speaking engagement Mm -hmm. of every podcast of every, you know, every interaction she has with someone, she's bringing up the fact that she's single. Right. And again, that is a wise choice to make, you know, mm-hmm. are there individuals who may want to be the poster child for something or may want to be the face of something? Of course. And that's yeah. your, you know, your choice, your decision to do that. But then there are those individuals where it's like, you know, I don't want to go around parading this issue in my life. Mm-hmm. Mind you, being single is not a flaw, right? No, it's not. But the there are things that are attached to it right um such as for some individuals it can be sadness it can be you know discontentment you know being unsatisfied all these different things that uh can come up as a result of that Mm -hmm. you know so i think you have to be careful when you choose to boast about your weaknesses boast about your flaws and make sure again the motivation behind it is correct make sure that um, whatever you do, you are doing. You are doing it with a clear purpose in mind. Yeah, you know what I mean. That it's not like I'm doing this because this is how I cope with it, mm-hmm. right? Um, And I remember that when we had uh, Priscilla, you know, on with Mm -hmm. us a few, you know, episodes ago, um, she spoke about that, how there are, you know, preachers and teachers that, you know, as they're preaching and stuff, they'll say that that's their therapy and that that's their way of coping with things and all of that. Mm. And, you know, situations like that, you just have to be very careful with, you know what I mean, where you take a flaw or weakness and then you work in that area so much and you're surrounded by it and you're doing all these different things um, surrounding that issue but you're not really, you know, getting better or you're not mm-hmm. really growing or you're not really getting out of that. And then it's also the flip side where you're so involved with it And it becomes who you are, becomes your identity, becomes a foundation of your ministry, of your conversations, of your talks. You are single. Let's say we're going with single and, you know, you battle with some of the emotions that come along with that. Right. Or you're someone that struggles with anxiety and, you know, you struggle with the feelings and the emotions that come with that. So all of your friends are all individuals who struggle with anxiety. You all talk about it, send each other videos. You know what I mean? Then when you do something within your church, it's anxiety driven right mm-hmm. that's kind of what you're talking about or the focus what happens the day that you no longer have anxiety mm-hmm. where you feel like you really worked at it and now you don't have it anymore what happens the day that now you go from being single all these years to now you're married mm-hmm. right it's like does that foundation or that identity of who you are will you be able to still talk to individuals Will you still be able to function within ministry and in conversation with individuals. So just being careful that once that flaw is kind of no longer there Mm -hmm. or prevalent in your life, you know, who are you then? as a person
1: and I think that that's an issue that a lot of people have regardless of flaws people can do the exact same thing with achievements where they allow one thing to be their identification marker you know so it's kind of like what happens to the single person who spent all these years speaking about singleness and became the poster boy or girl for that and all of a sudden gets married now they have to find a new identity so now maybe the only thing they talk about is marriage and then they become a parent then the only thing they talking about is parenthood and it's kind of like this one din- dimensional facet of themselves that they are only able or have only developed the ability and capability to only present themselves as one thing when in reality as humans we're multifaceted you know you can be someone who's a parent who's a husband who's a wife who also likes sports or who's also really heavily involved in ministry or who's an artist who's a dancer who's a preacher who's a this you know we are multifaceted people and we should be able to present all those things to a conversation to a table to a meeting to anybody Uh, but when you're someone who only focuses on that one thing whether good or bad it's you're selling yourself short because you're not being able to present yourself the best you that is possible you know there's a lot of different hats that we you know there's a lot of tools as you want to say it that we acquire in life that we keep adding to our belt because depending on the situation um or what's going on in the moment you got to pull one of those you can't unscrew a screw with a different tool like it has to be a screwdriver you know you can try to hammer down a nail with a shoe it may work maybe it won't but you really do need a hammer or something of that you know magnitude to do it so that's why it's important that we don't allow our flaws to be our identification markers because what happens when God restores that flaw or even before that how do you even get to a place where you can be okay with either God restoring that flaw in you or getting into a better place where that doesn't identify who you are and I think that the first step for that is really It takes a moment of humbleness to really identify. You know what? This is a problem for me. Maybe I'm someone who's very arrogant. Like I think I am the last. Like you say in Spanish, la última Coca Cola del del, del desierto. Where you kind of think like I'm the shiitake mushroom. That's me. Like I'm the crazy one. You know, like any nobody could do it better than me. Nobody could do this if it's not like or whatever. And it's like sometimes you got to step back and be like, Lord, you know what? there's a difference between confidence and arrogance. And I think I'm really leaning more towards the arrogance. And I need you to work in my heart that, you know, not everybody has the ability to step back and realize that they're arrogant. Same thing with jealousy. There's some people that suffer with jealousy. They're the biggest haters out there, but cannot identify that about themselves. And you really sometimes have to take a step back and be like, you know what? I'm a hater. You know, that's kind of, that's a hard pill to swallow, but you, you have a flaw, your character flaw your personality flaw is that you're someone who's very jealous, can't find contentment in the things that they have. You know, some people are greedy. Some people have issues with lust and vanity. Like you can go down, I have a whole list of stuff here there's people that are hypocritical there's people that are gullible there's people that are egotistical there's people that are just ignorant lazy messy people that are always nervous do you have you ever met someone who's like always nervous who is like why are you so jittery like right right we're waiting for the movie to start (laughs) calm down (laughs) you know so i think the first step really is to like eat a little bit of humble pie and be like okay, I'm not perfect. I have an issue. And now you present that to God, like, all right, Lord, now I really need you to help me Yeah, with this thing.
0: And I think that's always the first step, acknowledgement, right? Mm. Recognizing that this is even an issue. And I think a lot of it is because we are groomed or taught from young that we always put our best foot forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That you don't let no one see those things or that side of you. And, you know, and I think especially within the church and as believers and as Christians, I think it's even more prevalent there yeah. where you are taught that you know those are things you don't talk about or mm. you don't let people see that or you put yourself together and you and although there are moments where that is the case mm-hmm. i think there are also moments where people need to see your flaw and yeah. people need to see that weak moment you know what i mean and obviously you know in inappropriateness and not being like <laughs> you know crazy with that <laughs> but um you know i think of the preachers and teachers that i listen to that uh you know i i am engaged when they listen i get mm-hmm. a lot out of it and a lot of it has to do with their transparency and their authenticity mm-hmm. about what they're talking about mm. so if you're giving this whole message you know on anger and you're preaching on anger or you know discontentment like is that something you struggled with in your life like do you have a story that's connected to that you know what I mean and I think when the preacher teacher person speaking presents everything in such a way like they've never struggled with this this is Mm. never a thing for them like and they have all the answers it's very hard to really connect with someone that seems to be talking from a place where they have all the answers Mm -hmm. and I think as Christians and as believers and we've spoken about this before where we will talk about you know the process a lot of times after the fact we'll talk about the big miracle that occurred when it's occurred we'll talk about what god did when god did it but very rarely do we talk about it when we are in the middle of it Mm -hmm. when we are in the middle of you know looking for a house and can't find one when we're in the middle of trying to have a child and can't we're in the Mm -hmm. middle of trying to you know get over our depression and anxiety and it's getting worse we don't talk from that perspective yeah you know what i mean or from that place where i think it's very important uh to make an effort to speak from that place mm-hmm. and, you know, create art from that place and, and do things where we let people know, not after the fact, right? Because people know God can do it. They've seen, you know, they've heard your testimony. They've heard what you said. They've, you know, seen the videos. Right. But what was it like when God wasn't answering you? Mm -hmm. What was it like when, you know, you were praying about this flaw of yours and it seemed like you were just hurting more and more people? You know, Mm -hmm. what was that like? What was it like when people were, were, you know, expressing their flaws to you and you didn't know how to handle it? You know what I mean? So I think A lot of times we need to kind of learn how to speak from that place as well, where we bring people along for the journey. You know what I mean? And then when that happens and when there is that breakthrough, when there is that miraculous moment, you know what I mean? People also appreciate it a little Mm -hmm. bit more. And they're like, man, I remember when mm-hmm. you said this i remember when you shared about that and that weak moment and that moment where it was very difficult you know to move forward and to walk and you did it anyway and look at now yeah. you know what i mean i feel like that's a moment where um it's even more powerful when people know the journey
1: yeah and i think it makes it less superstitious you know if you just you know if you're preaching or you're sharing a your testimony and you're like yeah i was struggling financially and then god you know all of a sudden gave me three new jobs a mansion and a this and a that you know it's kind of like yeah he can do it but that's mad weird. Like, I don't like it. Like, it doesn't seem realistic. Yeah. Like, sometimes, but, yeah, if you, were that go, if you were to go and be like, you know, there was a time where I was struggling financially and I tried to do this and I was feeling that and we went through this. I mean, whatever. You take the person through the whole journey. And then at the end, when God does the miracle, whatever it is, you got a new job, you got a random check in the mail, the IRS returned some money because you overpaid your taxes. I don't know. Something like that happens. Then it's kind of like, wow, that's crazy. Why? Because they may not identify. The person listening to my, may not be able to identify with a random check coming in the mail or with a a new job just falling on their lap, but they'll identify with the struggle because Mm -hmm. even though everybody's journey is different, at the end of the day, those emotions and those feelings are all the same, you know, and I think about how sometimes we as humans, because of our humanity, we kind of make certain things that are positive about ourselves into flaws, Um, you know, and one of the things that came into my mind was that I've always found myself, um, especially when I was a lot younger now, It's kind of evened out. (laughs) Uh, But back in the day, I always found myself to be the youngest person in the room. Mm. So it was one of those things where you were always, uh, whether it was a leadership meeting, whether it was a work thing, whether whatever, I was always the youngest person in the room. And I saw that as a flaw. So it was even times where I was supposed to be addressing the room and I was supposed to be the person leading the meetings and stuff like that. And I would always start, I know I'm the youngest person in the room and whatever. And I was that was the, the identity, the identification marker that I always started with about being the youngest person in the room. And I use it as a negative thing for a really long time. And sometimes it's like, that's not a negative thing. That's a good thing that you're placed in a position where everybody else is older than you. Everybody else has more experience than you, but you're still at the same caliber if not better, because that's the truth, um, than they are. Um, So walk in that, be able to stand in that, knowing that God placed you there for a reason. And sometimes we find ourselves where God puts us in positions or God gives us certain gifts or certain opportunities that instead of looking at it as a positive thing, we're looking at it from a negative perspective.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could absolutely agree to that and relate to that. I think also for me, it was that a lot of my friends were older, Mm -hmm. right? So it was like the people around me, my age, it was like, I didn't really have a lot of friends of Like my age yeah. You know what I mean So I think that was also another thing And it was like You know how is it That I can carry a conversation I'm 16 I'm carrying conversation With you know A 22 year old mm-hmm. You know And it's like You know we can, how How is that possible But it's a level of maturity That I mm-hmm. guess at 16 Right Where at that age I always found myself To be like You know maybe a little weird Or mm-hmm. like you know um, Like the outcast From yeah. certain groups of people My age, age Because yeah. I just thought differently You You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? At that time, it was a flaw Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And I was very much like, okay, I need to like, you know, maybe do this or do that. And so (laughs) I don't want to use this phrase, but it's almost like dumb things down. Yes. So then you could be at like a certain level with people around Mm -hmm. your age or, you know, people in your circle for whatever reason. Or insert
1: like a level of oblivion, like obliviousness about certain things just so that you're not always the one standing out with the opinion. Right. Or the strong, you know, notes to give out. Yeah.
0: And again, I think like you said, there are things that we may perceive as flaws, but they aren't really flaws yeah. you know what I mean and I think you have to recognize that is is—is this something that is truly a flaw is this hindering me is this you know um, interfering with my relationship with God is this you know a struggle for me or is this just a different quality of mine mm-hmm. that I haven't fully tapped into or I haven't fully become comfortable in that it just needs work and development and time and yeah. sometimes that's what it is time mm. time will you know help you identify well is this actually a flaw or is this the way you are looking at Mm -hmm. this quality that you have you know we have a way as humans to self-sabotage right um great characteristics and great qualities that we may have Mm -hmm. uh because we think it's a negative or because people don't understand it right Mm -hmm. but then there's in that same you know wave you have to also recognize where you may think you may have a great quality or you (laughs) may think that you know your outgoingness Mm -hmm. is uh you know one of your character you know, highlights, (laughs) and everyone around you may not think that, right? And it may be the truth is that your outgoingness can sometimes be a little abrupt and intrusive, Mm -hmm. right? So it's having to navigate um, and be honest, like you said earlier, with yourself to know, you know, this quality of mine can be a great quality, Yes, right? I'm not using it correctly, Mm -hmm. right? I'm not navigating this you know, trait of mine mm-hmm. correctly the way I should, Yeah. you know, and this is where the help of individuals around you, people mm-hmm. you trust, um, you know, spouses, sometimes friends at times that can really help you and identify, listen, mm-hmm. it comes across this way and that's not cool. Yes. Maybe all you have to do is work on the delivery. Mm-hmm. Maybe all you have to do is change your tone. Maybe all you have to do is change how you carry yourself in that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Um, but definitely, It takes that honesty to Mm -hmm. recognize, okay, is this really a flaw? Mm -hmm. Am I trying to convince myself it's not a flaw, but it is? What is it?
1: Yeah, and I think about like one of the things that sticks out for me personally is um, my outspokenness. Um, How for a really long time I thought, for a really long time, I thought it was a good thing. And it was like, well, I'm just going to say it and it's going to be what it is because I speak the truth. You know, you go through Mm. that phase type of a situation. Uh, But then there comes a moment where you do have to like, Look at yourself in the mirror. Like I said, humble yourself and be like, you know what? It is true. I think sometimes I'm a little bit too opinionated or sometimes I'm a little too outspoken. Like, did you really have to say that? No, it didn't. Like, you know, you felt good in the moment for saying it, but it wasn't necessary. Did it contribute any positivity to whatever was going on? It's kind of like, no, nah, I really didn't. So, you know, so you humble yourself and then you go, you have to be like honest with yourself also you know take responsibility for your actions in those moments where i was maybe too outspoken or i gave an opinion that wasn't really necessary or whatever like i have to be like you know what i did that i didn't have to i should not have done that i should have just stayed quiet it would have you know Erased 45 minutes from this meeting Because that one thing I said Spiraled into something else or whatever And it's going to let you take responsibility At first you humble yourself Then you take responsibility for your actions And understand, yes, I do have a problem I, I should be able to focus that And maybe channel it, like you said There are times where it is great to be outspoken There are times where it's great to have an opinion Especially if it's different than what everybody else is doing But then now you have to really navigate That balancing act of when is it When is it an opportunity to be outspoken And when is it sometimes an opportunity for you to reserve yourself and you know you have to be honest with yourself you're honest with god you bring that to him and then you open yourself up to allow god to then work in those areas in your life so maybe if you're someone who's who's working on being outspoken being a little less outspoken then god will put you in situations where you're gonna want to say something but you shouldn't And then it's also the opposite. If you're someone who is working on maybe finding your strong voice, um, then God is going to put you in situations where you need to use your strong voice. So go ahead and give that opinion. Go ahead and give that observation. Go ahead and give that idea. Um, But you really have to be, it's like you, in, in a very, obvious but weird way you need to be really sensitive to God and the Holy Spirit and his voice to know when is it that you turn it on and when do you turn it off.
0: Yeah, and I'm glad you said about the opposite or the flip side because mm. I think oftentimes when we say outgoing, that can be more related as a negative thing. Yeah. And categorized as that. But when then we look at the individual who doesn't speak up enough yes. or doesn't say certain things or express themselves, it's almost looked at as humility. Mm. Right? Where both individuals if not uh channeled correctly or use that trait correctly can you know be a flaw right um where you can be so humble Mm. and so laid back where you feel like you can't speak can't say that can't share your opinion can't express yourself and then that also negatively affects you yes. and then there are ideas that aren't presented that should have been there are things that maybe could have progressed and grown but because you didn't share your thoughts and opinions it didn't yep. right so there are negative effects on both sides so again when we look at something that's an obvious flaw mm-hmm. it's okay yes that's an obvious flaw but what are the flaws that are not so obvious mm-hmm. you know what i mean And the way that you think about yourself and the way you talk to yourself or speak to yourself there are people that won't say a negative word about another person yeah but they talk to themselves and look at themselves in the most horrible way in a degrading way in a way where they don't respect themselves or they don't you know have the confidence in themselves they don't speak to themselves you know about how they're able to accomplish things and Mm -hmm. everything's very negative about themselves you know they can turn around and say that they're not negative towards other people they don't you know hurt other people but in turn they're hurting themselves you know so I think you have to you know almost look and see and this is where you say it comes with prayer and asking God God reveal to me, you know, those flaws that I have or those weaknesses that I have that I don't even know are weaknesses mm-hmm. or flaws. Let me know what are those areas where, you know, I'm not looking at or I'm not focused in and I'm not, you know, looking at, at its negative effects and how it's, you know, bringing me down or how it's bringing others down. Because it's quite possible that we have flaws in life in our own, you know, day to day interactions with individuals that we don't realize how we're hurting them Mm -hmm. or we don't realize how we're hurting ourselves or we don't realize the negative effects our actions are having. Mm -hmm. And that is where we need God. You know what I mean? There are things that we can't see. There are things that other people can see and let you know. But then there are things that literally no one sees but God. Mm -hmm. And really, he has a way of letting you know. And like you said, he'll put you in situations where, you know, you want to speak and you want to say something or you want to lash back or you want to react in anger or in situations where, you know, it could easily be like this is your moment where you get real discouraged, real down, real disappointed and depression starts kicking in. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like that is the moment to fight. That is the moment to try to rise above. That is the moment to try to overcome that obstacle that's going to kind of bring that flaw back to the forefront in your life
1: no very true and i mean listen we're two individuals that are sitting here speaking on this subject not from the perspective of people that have mastered their flaws you know we're two people that acknowledge we have flaws we have things to work on there are things that we have you know figured out and then there's other things that we haven't it's like you said sometimes there's things that we need to work on that we don't even realize that we have to work on uh but at the end of the day the important thing is to have a mindset where you're willing to work on those things you know don't resign yourself to the idea well i've been like this for you know 40 years it's just gonna stay like that oh i've been like that for 18 years it's just gonna stay like that it's kind of like no every day is a new opportunity to be better every day is a new opportunity to get closer to god every day is new opportunity to get smarter to get wiser to get stronger to be more creative and it's also another opportunity for you to work on those flaws that each and every one of us have
0: and with that being said we hope that you have enjoyed (laughs) this episode Mm -hmm. and that uh you know you work out your flaws that you work at it with you know with with the lord and help um you know have him help you overcome those things and you know with people around you i think a lot of times you know if you talk to people Mm -hmm. they'll tell you you know what i mean yeah And uh, (laughs) if you have that relationship and connection with them, don't go to anybody. Right? These are the people that you, your circle of people. You know what I mean? Um, That will be honest with you in a loving way. In a loving way Mm. and um where then you can be on his back with them like (laughs) first of all but uh thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode um again if you are not subscribed be sure to subscribe stay tuned for um our new episodes that we uh you know release weekly uh follow us on facebook and instagram at god life culture podcast if you are listening to us on apple or spotify you can check us out on youtube and subscribe to us on there at god life culture podcast and check out all of our visuals four hour episodes yes
1: so you know what walk away with the idea that you're not going to allow your flaws to identify who you are and what your life is supposed to be so thank you once again for tuning into today's episode of the god life culture podcast that's god God life Culture. culture until next time see ya bye